Drummer's Resource Podcast, Session 33. And the quote of the day is from Plato who said, Each man is capable of doing one thing well. If he attempts several, he will fail to achieve distinction in any. You're listening to the Drummer's Resource Podcast, home of in-depth interviews with the world's greatest drummers and industry professionals. Information, education, and motivation for drumming and beyond. What's going on, everybody? Nick Ruffini here with another session of the Drummer's Resource Podcast. I switched up that intro on you. I'm sure everybody's like, here comes that same intro again. Boom. Switched it up. Another track from my record pressing on. And you can actually get that whole entire record free if you sign up for the mailing list at drummersresource.com. I'll send you a, a code or a link, I'm sorry, to get a free download of that record pressing on. It was actually a top 50 record, so uh, you should check it out, and you can get it for free. So so there's no uh, no cost to you, no, uh, no risk involved. And if you're looking to step up your game, we are going to be launching something called Elite Pro, Drummers Resource Elite Pro. And it is an exclusive mastermind group for drummers of every skill level to give them the opportunity to collaborate with, learn from, and support other drummers in an inspiring and motivating community setting. From beginnings to professionals, everyone will have a place there, the Drummer's Resource Elite Pro. And there's all kinds of things that we're going to have in there, like live Q&A web and webinars with today's top drummers, exclusive industry insights and advice to help you perform at your highest level, a 15-minute Skype consultation with me to assess your current status. You'll be able to submit your own questions to the podcast interviewees to get them answered. You'll have access to the Drummer's Resource private Facebook group, effective networking tactics, step-by-step videos and tutorials to get your music business in order, annual meetups, constant updates and new content, and a bunch of different other stuff. And that is Drummer's Resource Elite Pro. And if you want some more information for that, go to drummersresource.com forward slash Elite Pro if you're interested and would like to sign up for the waiting list. And we're only going to accept 50 people. So if you want to check that out, go to drummersresource.com forward slash Elite Pro and send us an email if you're interested in hearing more about it. Today, we got a great, a great interview, man. We got Brian Frazier Moore who is just a monster and has played on every big tour that you can possibly think of. He's currently on tour with Justin Timberlake right now for the JT 2020 tour. He's also toured with Janet Jackson, Madonna, Christina Aguilera, Jill Scott, Aaliyah, Usher, Patti LaBelle, and like the name just it just it just keeps going and going and going the names of the people that he's played with and he is just a force to be reckoned with. Not only that, he has such a great business sense and really breaks it down of how to succeed in this business and how to get these high profile gigs. And he, he just, he's just full of, of motivation and inspiration. So it's great to have him on the show. He's also a super cool dude and he's from Philly. I'm from Philly. So we got a lot going on. We have some mutual friends, which is cool. And, uh, we just, we both relate to each other, which is great. So, we're going to get right into this interview because he has, like I said, so much information to share, and you're, you're probably going to want to take notes. And, uh, yeah, so here it is. Brian Frazier-Moore, check it out. Brian, what's happening, man? Thanks so much for doing this. I really I really do appreciate you being on the show. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. It's it's my pleasure. It's I, I love technology, man. It's so nice that uh, that you're on the other side of the on the other side of the world, and we can do this. We can do this like we're sitting right next to each other. It's amazing. 
Absolutely, no, no one would have ever known, huh? Uh, I shouldn't have told. I should have said we were just <laughs> sitting. We were sitting at, at your house, or we're we're sitting. We're at Prince's house, just chilling. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Missed opportunity. Right. So we were just talking off air. <clears throat> Excuse me. Right now, you're uh, you have an off day in Cologne, Germany, and you're on the Justin Timberlake 2020 tour. Tell us a little bit about the tour. Oh man, it's going great. Um, this tour, we we started January 2013. Uh, we did some promo, then we went out on the road with Jay Z and Justin did a tour together, and then he released the second part of the record, and we've been going ever since then. Actually, this is the longest tour that I've I've ever been on, so I, I think it definitely has something to do with the double record. I got you. I got that you. That would be my guess. Sure. And this, you're no stranger to uh, to large scale tours, and we're definitely going to get into that later on in the interview because I definitely want to talk about that. Um, but before that, I want to get into the backstory of how you got into playing. I know you're from Philadelphia, and um, you know there's a there's a thriving scene there, or at least I guess when when you were younger. Um, I don't think the scene is is quite what it quite what it used to be. But uh, but how did you get into playing, and how did you you know get into playing professionally? Well, I got into playing. Uh, my father, Elder Terrence Moore, he, uh, he, uh, we grew up in the church together, and um, my mother, Barbara Moore. So that that's how it started. I actually started having to play. Uh, you know, I always tease them now because it's like, Mom and Dad, how could you have been so ruthless? You, <laughs> you make me go to midnight musicals. I'm only like six years old. You know. <laughs> But uh, but of course I thank them and th that's how it started. And to be quite honest, um, my first major tour was from a musical director in Philadelphia, uh, Johnny Croom, that had called me for the Leah and Genuine tour. That was the first major tour. But uh, I was still playing with artists around town like Jazzy Jeff, or you know, I was down at Larry Gold's studio, or I was employed at. Philly International with Gamble and Huff, so I was really just... Um, and how old were you when all this was going on? Man, this was like teenage years, you know, while, while I was in high school. Um, yeah, probably while I was in high school to, to the time I finished high school. So you were working with Gamble and Huff when you were in high school? Yeah. That's yep, awesome. That's cool. With uh, James Poyser, uh, James Poyser, Victor Duplay, and Chauncey Childs at that time had a company called Bottom Line Entertainment uh, mm -hmm. that they started. And, and I used to always tell James, me and James used to play in church all the time, and I said, James, you're, you're connected to all of this R&B stuff, and this, this is what I want to do. And what do I have to do? And he says, you have to come around, man. You just have to be around. So that started the whole thing. I was always around. Brian, play on this track. Brian, Brian go get some pizza. Right, Brian, can you do that? <laughs> you know, my I had I had a lot of a uh, lot of hats mm -hmm. <laughs> work, but that's how it all started from church to James to local artists and production companies and music moguls around Philadelphia, uh, kind of pushed me in the right direction. Now you had mentioned that you know you got the call for the genuine gig and the Aaliyah gig, and. A lot of times when people say that, you know, it's just like, yeah, well, the call came in and I went and did it. And I know a lot of people that are listening are like, well, how does that happen? How does that call come in? How does how do you get to the point where these people are calling you? And would you uh, obviously it's your playing. 
Um, so the, your playing has to be on point. But is it is it the networking aspect of it? Is it, like you said, always being around and always being fresh on their mind so it's not like an out-of-sight, out-of-mind kind of thing? Absolutely. I mean, all of those things come into play. The obvious things, you know, being a great player, being a great person, being on time, being on time, <laughs> being, being on time. <laughs> on time. <laughs> uh, uh, My dad always used to say, if you're early, you're on time. And if you're on time, you're late. And if you're late, don't bother coming. Absolutely. Because, you, you know, you know how this industry is, man. You I know, do. we're all human beings. So that one time that you show up late could rub someone the wrong way and could be justifiable or that one time that you show up with a tank top on and your breath stinks you know what I mean it just it's so many things like that a lot of times I try to I try to tell people it's not that far from running a fortune 500 company to be honest right um, you know but uh, because it's our art I think that most people um, they love their art and and they cherish their art but but they don't really, um, I think they take for granted sometimes that they're blessed to have a talent or something like that. So I know that's how I used to be right. when, I, when I was younger. I, t I took for granted, oh man, I'm fresh out of church. Now I'm on tour with Aaliyah Genuine. I've made it. Right. Little did I know. But um, <laughs> you know what I mean? I didn't really take advantage being on tour and still pushing. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not on tour or still networking like I'm not on tour or pubbing everything that I'm doing every single day while I'm on tour because either for encouragement, either, either for um, other management teams to see me moving and my work ethic, it's just, a, it's just a great thing. It just helps you going on tour, going out every night, doing this and not doing anything to pub your brand or, or your art. Right. You know, you had mentioned, uh, you know, your your work ethic, and what do you think got your foot in the door more, your work ethic or your playing? I honestly think my work ethic, because here's the thing: when most of the times I notice when you get called for these tours, they're going to tell you what they want you to play anyway. You know, right. they're going they're going to say, "We want you." Oh, no, don't do that here. Do this here. Or we want you. So, honestly. And this is no uh, this is no disrespect to the music industry, but growing up in church, to be quite honest, we most of the cats are from church are well more equipped to play these gigs. Mm -hmm. You know, some, sometimes the church cats think that it's a step down to have to play a pop gig. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, oh man, you you got to be controlled or whatever. All of this, but. What I, what I find is that my work ethic, me listening to the tracks, copying the beats, knowing the beats, knowing the arrangements, writing out the charts. If I'm going to trigger something, I'm going to get the sounds together. I'm going to have my own trigger system. I'm going to offer, my work ethic is always going to offer something to the powers that be. Mm -hmm. So I would definitely say work. And then, and then we all know that there's guys... Uh, players out there that are not as skilled as others, but they get all the calls. Right. So, so I would definitely have to say work ethic before talent. And and not to you know not to belittle talent because it's definitely important. But there's it's it's almost like well if you don't work hard and you're a jerk, 
there's somebody right down the street that'll do the gig that's just as good as you you know not not necessarily uh, in your situation but f- for a lot of people i don't think there's anybody right down the road from you that's that's better than you but you know for the most part people are like well you don't want to do it okay we'll find somebody else to do it absolutely that's cooler that that's cooler than you you know one and once again going back to that we're all human you know the, the musical director of that gig is still human right so so in a case like that if you come on this gig and you're not humble or you're not um uh, thirsty to better your craft or whatever it's going to hit that human being like a regular human being they're going to they're going to say oh man this guy i don't know about this guy man you know maybe we should get somebody else you know so I, right you're absolutely right with that i mean we're all humans now people out there that are listening to this interview that have the work ethic and and they have the talent but they're not exactly sure what to do with with what they have. So say tomorrow morning you woke up and nobody knew who you were. Nobody mm-hmm. knew who Brian Fraser Moore was. What would you do if you still had the same skill sets? Not necessarily, the, and you had no connections, but you have your talent and your work ethic. What would you do? Mm. Well, there was a time that that was it. Um, but the interesting thing is during the time that that was the situation for me, there was no internet. Now, this is crazy. Right. There wasn't. There was mm-hmm. no internet. You couldn't showcase your skills or promote your skills, even if you weren't on a major gig. So what I like to do is, and this, is, this actually spills over to um, my consultation service that I offer. This is how I actually talk to these people. And what we do is we target, because you, ha- you have to target the powers that be. I'll give you scenario A and scenario B. Scenario A is the guy that goes and says, okay, no one knows me. I got to get my name out there. I'm going to go put these videos of me playing at my house on YouTube. You see them, and they're in the basement playing a drum set that has a chewed-up cymbal, and it sounds terrible. Right. So then once again, your direction is to try to impress the powers that be if this is your lane, but you have to impress them with your playing, with your drum tuning, with your setup, with your demeanor, how you look when you play, your swag, every you know, it becomes, once again, like a Fortune 500 company. Uh, you know, Apple is not going to put a new product out and say, hey, this is our new iPod. Here, check it out. No, they're not, right. not going right. to do that. Right. Here's a crappy video we shot in the, uh, in the office with our, with our friends. Ex- <laughs> exactly, exactly so. So I, that will be the, the advice that I give. Like Most of the people that um, are not discovered, I do believe they're serious, and I do believe that they have the passion, and I, and I know they can do it. But it's just the obvious, not obvious thing is not only sell your art, but to sell yourself. Because once you step out on that road and do that tour, you are your own brand and your own entity so you have to treat it like that i love that and i i always try to to stress the importance to everybody that yes you are an artist and and you know you have to have some artistic integrity but at the same time you're a brand and what you're selling is yourself yep. and and not in not in a uh you know in a in a sleazy way 
But no. you have to tell people, look, I'm professional. You know, like if I if you went to buy something at a store and and the store was filthy, like if you went to a restaurant and it was filthy and, you know, the lady comes up and is like, what do you want to eat? And, and you don't feel what you wouldn't want to eat there. No, you know, you so wouldn't. so why would somebody want to want to hire you if they, you know, if they think that you're a jerk or they they uh, they think that you Absolutely. don't you don't put a lot of effort into it. Absolutely. And even and even as a sidebar, you know, since we have Instagram and Facebook. Facebook and Twitter and all of this stuff uh, on my, and I went through this on my social, my social network uh, channels. I had to change the direction of mine totally because my social network is 100% directed towards positivity, uplifting and branding. I mean, every single day I'm, I make movies on my computer just for a day to day. I see them all the time. Yeah. yeah, but but hopefully the viewer says, "Oh, this is interesting," or hopefully the hopefully the viewer says, "Wow, I should do something like that." You know, yeah. I I want to be like the Obama of the drum game. I don't want to be the best. I don't care about playing the best. I know there's drummers out there that that I admire that are made. What I want to be is what Ricky Lawson, rest in peace, used to be. Right. You, you know what I mean? Sure. Like it did not matter. You you he knows that there were younger cats out there that that could possibly play this or express this better, but he was still the man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I totally agree. You know, totally and his agree. word was golden and he he had an open heart to everyone. He would invite, "Come on, hey, oh man, I love what you were doing on that." You know, and, Mm-hmm. Which is which is another sidebar that we should all support ourselves. But what I'm saying is that's the role that I I want to be in. I, after it's all said and done, I want to still be able to encourage people and give them the the right words and the, you know when when other people don't you know absolutely and it it speaks volumes about. Um... You know how you were saying how Ricky Lawson went. His word was his word. Uh, I called. I remember I called Indugu Chancellor to do an interview, and he said, "Oh man," he said, "I'm at this charity event right now, and I thought the interview was later." And I said, "Well, no problem. I can, you know, I can call you back and do it." He said, "No, I told you I'd do it now. We're going to do it now." He said, "When I tell you, when I say something's done, it's done. It's done. You know, and that's like that. That's like that old school mentality that I don't." F- I not I don't want to say everybody now, but there's a lot of people that don't that aren't that way, and like being late is okay, or or saying I'll call you tomorrow and not calling is okay, and mm-hmm. you know, exactly. You sh- you should see me on the road, man. My my drum tech, uh, James James Newkirk, he he looks at me sometimes, and he's just like, dude, you <laughs> like slow down. I'm like, slow down for what? Right. Like, we got stuff to do, man. Like this is an everyday process. It's just an ongoing fight. So, getting back to the advice on what I would give to them: take all, all of this stuff that we just talked about, and and look at yourself. As, and I'm sure that you'll be able to find something that you can better, whether it be for yourself or whether it be for the image of what what you're branding, or whether it be for the encouragement of someone else, because. One thing is for sure: the more positive energy to put you put out there, the more you're going to get back. Absolutely. And you know the other side. <laughs> yeah. 
Speaking, you had mentioned some drummers that that you look up to and admire. So, who who are some of the people that you do look up to and admire? Well, I tell you this right off the gate. There's one drummer that's responsible for me being where I am today, and uh, he opened my head up to a whole new world of music when I was coming out of church to the secular world. Um, and that was that is Little John Roberts. Mm-hmm. He is totally, he introduced me to Vinnie Caliuta, who is my number one all-time favorite drummer all, all around the board. Um, so I have to give a shout-out to Little John and thank you for helping me to uh, find a voice in this world and helping me with triggers and helping me with drum tuning and drum setups and demeanor and do's and don'ts on personal on, on your personal time so he's we'll to get him on the show he we'll have to get him on here he's he, he's been mentioned probably three times now so you know yeah yeah but he never believes this from me so if you get him on the show make sure you say listen man i think i believe brian man i think he <laughs> I really I don't, I don't think he was lying <laughs> So, <laughs> so you said, uh, so Little John Roberts, Vinnie Caliuta. Dave Weckl was one of the first drummers that I learned about coming out of the church as well. His, his cleanness, mm-hmm. his uh, preciseness. It was a new world of drumming for me. Uh, coming from church, it was all emotion. Mm-hmm. You know, emotion. Oh, man, man, what did you just do? I don't know, man. I don't know what I did. You know, that, that type of thing. But... Hearing Dave Weckl with Electric Band, um, uh, it totally blew me away. So uh, placement-wise, you can see that he knew exactly what he was doing and wanted to do it. He could speak on any terms. I mean, a keyboard player could be speaking, and next thing you know, he's speaking with the keyboard player, the Mm -hmm. same thing. All of that kind of stuff here. So uh, uh, Little John, Vinnie Caliuta. Dave Weckl, Alex Acuna, Philly Joe Jones, Questlove, Calvin Rogers, amazing gospel. Um, I've always been fascinated with the drummers that um, that had they have chops, um, but not only have chops, but the placement. Like, yeah, you could take yeah. the simplest got the doom. You know what I'm saying? And put it somewhere totally unexpected. And it's as amazing as someone who just did, you know what I mean? Right, right. So there's a, that, there's a, it's, um, uh, what, it's either, it's either Chameleon. I think it's on Chameleon. And uh, Harvey Mason does that, that double, he does doubles between his hands and his feet. And it's like, yeah, it's in between it's, the breakdown and it's so quiet. It's just like, and it's like yeah. i'm like it's not this amazing this amazing thing but it's so tasty i'm like i i remember just like rewinding it and rewinding it and rewinding it and listen to it over and over again exactly that that kind of stuff man it, like it really takes me over this it works for my profession because i i'm not a solo drummer artist um mm-hmm. by 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 profession but um it helps me so much placement wise when I'm working with these artists because you never know if what kind of artist you're going to get. Some artists might say, "Oh man, I want you to play everything." Like, like Usher 
when I played with Usher, he wanted me to play absolutely everything I knew. I was actually going to ask you about that gig because yes. I got to ask you about the, the, the caught up, uh, the breakdown thing that you did on caught up. On uh, uh, you make me want to. Oh yeah. You make me want it. Yeah. I thought it was caught up. Yeah. On you make yeah. me want to. Yeah. At that time when, yeah, when Dude. I, when I played with that, <laughs> actually here you go for everyone listening. Uh, after the eight, after the first eight bars, going into the second eight bars, I made the biggest mistake possible. It was a huge mistake. Oh, really? And it's on like the live DVD too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Hold on, just so everybody knows what we're talking about. You did a live DVD with Usher, and on You Make Me Want It, Brian goes into like this just insane drum uh, drum expose, I'm going to say. And it's just, and like, I, I think I've watched it a million times on, on YouTube. So, oh um, man, thank you, brother. But it's just, you got to check it out, um, but go but ahead. Yeah, so, that, so, that, so tell us about like, that. Like in that section. So in that, in that section, Usher would say, um, there's this dance section. So I want you, I want you just to play. And you know, us as drummers, we don't. We don't really know what that means, you know what I mean? So, so I have to try a couple of things here with you to see what, what you like. And I would try a little stuff. I play a little lick here, a little lick there. He was like, nah, man, I want you, nah, man, I want you to play. I want you to play like everything. And that was history. And that You're like, you asked for it. You asked for it. And next thing you know, every single show... And that, that's why I give Aaron Spears... Oh, I'm sorry. Aaron Spears is another, another one of my favorites as well. But that's why I respect Aaron Spears so much. Um, first of all, he's a killer player. Most of all, he's such a great guy, man. Such a great guy. Uh, but he stepped into that position and completely ripped it apart. Now... Being a drummer sitting in that seat, I used to sit in that seat. I know that that's a, that's a lot. It's more than normal that, that, that the artist wants the drummer to play all over the concert. And he loves it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I give props to Aaron Spears, man, because he, good Lord, man, that guy, boy. <laughs> he, <laughs> He's a monster. Problem, man. Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So you're you would mention how Usher was like you know I, I want you to I want you to go crazy and he has all this input f for you. Um, how much input do you have directly from the artists that you're working with? Like how often do you interact with Justin Timberlake when you guys are on tour? Is it mostly going through the uh, through the MD? Oh no no on on this particular tour it's like being on the road with with all my brothers. You know it's 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 definitely interactive um, and sidebar for uh, musicians as well. Please, I have this quote that says, you are with what you eat. So please listen to as many different genres of music, diversity, uh, from the Williams singers to, to Little Dragon, to the Dixie Chicks, to Tide Tribbett, it doesn't matter. You know, like, please, because a lot of these artists will go and listen to those records and come in and say, I want you to do that feel that Phil Collins did on uh, 
I uh, in I the air of the night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if you don't know that, but that was just a sidebar. Um, same type of thing with Babyface as well. Um, a producer who actually plays and who is a musician as well becomes more fun, um, especially communicating back and forth on, on what you want versus I just want you to play something. You know, they're a little more detailed with with what they want. Mm-hmm. Well, because I know, you know, some tours it's like, man, I, you know, I never even see the artists until we hit, you know, and they come mm-hmm. on stage and we play the gig and then they walk. And so I didn't know what the, what the, uh, the atmosphere was there or if like, or if, you know, you guys are hanging before the show or. It's just definitely, um, definitely a cool atmosphere. That's good. That's good. Who's the, uh, who's the MD of the, of the Justin Timberlake tour? Adam Blackstone. I thought, I thought that's who it was. Yeah. Yep. He's a, uh, he's like a, he's a Delaware guy, right? He's a Delaware. He's originally a Maryland guy. Oh, okay. But uh, he, yeah, he's in Delaware. I got you. I got you. So we had talked before when we were off air. Um, all of this advice that you're giving is is amazing advice. And the best part about it is that people can have a consultation with you. You have BFM consultations, and they can get at you directly. And so how does that work? Well, it's pretty interesting, man. It, it started because uh, a lot of my friends would call me up and say, hey, man, hey, what do you do about this? What do you do about this? What do you do about this? And I'm, and I'm always the one to, you know, I'm never the guy to be like, I'm not telling you anything. You know, I'm very secure. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's not good. So it just hit me, you know, and my wife, uh, my wife Brandy was telling me, she says, listen, you you need to start a consultation business because her father um, used to do the same type of thing. Mm-hmm. So I said, man, you really think I could do it? She said, you're already doing it. You just don't call it consultation. <laughs> and you're not getting paid for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so um, we started the consultation, and I was a little skeptical on it because you know, musicians can have a lot of pride when it comes to asking, asking for help, but it turns out great. We have First of all, I do all the consultations. I have a team that helps me promote it and do all of that, but I am the person that, that you actually talk to, which I, which I think is a great thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we go through, I get so many subjects. I get Brian, you know, I, I go in the studio. Every time I go in the studio, the engineer tells me that my drums sound terrible or, you know, uh, Brian, what, what, what should I do as far or as opening up, or what can I do working on my groove, or what kind of drums should I get, or what? It, I mean, it could be anything. So, right. the great thing about the consultation is it's personally your consultation. Whatever problems you have, whatever questions you have, whatever you want to get done, it's yours. And so there's there's none alike, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, I take I take the time out and I give them information and we work through things and. And BFM, BFM Consultation actually has a spinoff that actually helps you uh, to get on professional gigs if that's what you're looking for. So we, awesome. take the stu- yeah, we take the students, we consult them, we get their heads right, we, we dump possibilities into them that they didn't think about, we, we give them alternative views on how to get what they want, and then we take them hands-on and we connect them to the industry. Hmm. 
That's awesome. And that it's that it's you doing it. It's not like you see, you know, all these like <laughs> success gurus that go around and they're like, come to my seminar. And then you get there and you're like, you're not the dude that's on the commercial. Yeah, like I want to see, I want to talk to the guy, man. Like, <laughs> I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's a, that's a huge thing with the consultation because a lot of people, they'll ask in the email when they inquire, they'll say, well, will I actually be talking to you? And I said, of course. Yeah. That's, you know, what, let's, let's get to it. I get right on the phone and I say, okay, how's your day? My day is great. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. All right, let's get to it. Let's get to it. I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to waste any of your time. This is your time. Right. It's that, a great thing. That That's awesome, man. And the fact that as busy as you are, you're still taking the time to do that because like you said, a lot of people either get there and, you know, they're like, well, I don't know. You figure it out. I had to figure it out. You know, yeah. or or it's like I'll meet with you, but it's going to be two thousand dollars for me to mentor you for seven minutes. You know, right? Yeah, and I want people to come back. I, I want this to be an an ongoing thing. So now that we finished this subject, and you got your drums tuned great for the studio, now you may need something else. Right. Like, okay, Brian. So it's a on. It's an encouraging thing. It's Do you teach thing lessons to, online too, or no? Yeah, I actually yeah. Um, Skype lessons. We actually started this uh, drum lessons to go. Um, so we do Skype lessons, or if if I don't have the time, you send me the inquiry and you say, "Hey, I need to work on some groove stuff." So we'll send two minute videos out of of things that you can practice, you know, or we can do live Skype uh, lessons as well. Right now, I'm on the road and I'm doing um, one on one lessons throughout uh, Europe. And I'm doing clinics as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw some of those pictures on your on your Instagram of different clinics that you're doing. Mm -hmm. Cool. So this this is my mission, man. I'm I'm trying to I'm I'm putting myself out there and see what happens. That's great. I I'm sure that uh, that people definitely appreciate. It. I know that that I, it's a great thing, man. It, mm -hmm. it really is. So what's the best way for everybody to get in touch with you, or where can they find out more information about this? Um, I have one email address for all inquiries, and that is B Fraser, B F R A S I E R, B Fraser at me.com. At me.com. So if you have, mm -hmm. so and I'll put that. Inquiries about, go ahead. If you have inquiries about drum lessons, consultation, uh, whatever it may be. I want to be the one stop so that people can better uh, their careers and their art and their talent. That's great. And I, I will put this email address um, and all your, all the other inf information stuff that we talked about throughout the interview will be on the drummersresource.com. So people can just go to your, your podcast or your interview and uh, all the information will be on there. I highly suggest getting in touch with Brian if you need anything from, like he said, how to tune your drums, how to play a groove, how to do the the Usher breakdown that he did. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a little bit more expensive, but uh, <laughs> that's the you got to upgrade to the premium consultation. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I'm really proud of the uh, consultation. I mean, at night it helps me, it encourages me so much when my wife looks at me and says. You know, I'm really proud of you for, for doing that. And once again, when you put good things out there, good things will come back to you. 
I totally agree. I to- and I, I'm sure the people that are listening to this have heard me say this a million times already, but there's a Zig Ziglar quote that's like, if you, that says, if you help enough people get what they want, you will in turn get what you want. Absolutely. You know, and I, I love that, man. I love the, the positivity and, you know, the, the inspiration and, and the, the motivation to, for not only for drumming, but for just, just life, man. You know, that's absolutely, what... absolutely. Because sometimes I get consultations uh, for people, and they just want to talk about personal situations. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's needed. I mean, as a musician, you can sit around all day, and you can talk about music and music and music. And some people want to talk about personal. Well, how did you deal with traveling with your family? Or right. How you deal with being married, or what's what's your regimen on working out, or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of speaking of that, I know that it's it's challenging, especially you know coming up and trying to make a name for yourself, and then now with with being on tour. What are some some challenges that you faced, and how did you overcome them? Well, a lot of times, uh, my biggest challenge is being away from my family. To be honest, um, it's the biggest challenge. Uh, I, I love my family. I love my wife, my children, my mother, my father. Um, but these, this is a good example of how bad you want it. You know, right. um, you can either use it as an excuse, or you can find a solution to it. Mm-hmm. So for me, I find solutions to it. Whether it's two thirty, three o'clock in the morning in Berlin that I have to make phone calls or Skype or, or FaceTime with my loved ones, I block, I put a, a time, I block a time out for that. So, and with today's technology, it, it definitely helps sure. to be able to see the person or whatever. Mm-hmm. But challenges like that, challenges like staying in shape, cardio as, as drummers is very important. Um, uh, money, this I've gotten a hold of it now. For I've been touring for a while, but when I was younger, that was a huge challenge for me. Um, being on the road and getting in this money every week, right? You know, <laughs> well, I could spend I could spend this two thousand dollars right here because next week I'll get some more. I'll money. get another two thousand. <laughs> yeah. Then when you go home, you just got a bunch of stuff that you bought on tour. <laughs> right. Right. You know, so that is is definitely a challenge a ch- that used to be a challenge uh, for me. But I, once again, all of these things have solutions. It it depends on how serious you are about it. So you can use it as an excuse to say, "Ah, oh, man, I just didn't have time to do it," or you can be the other story. Right. So I, I'm choosing to be. It's all a choice. So I'm choosing to be the other story. I like it. I like yes. it, man. That's that's great advice. Yes, sir. It is. Well, Brian, man, thank you so much for for doing this interview, man. There was a ton of information, and I'm like, I'm sitting here taking notes while I'm while we're doing this interview. So that's right. uh, the 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 wealth of information that you have, and the fact that you're willing to share it, and like you said, you're not you're not coveting this information so that nobody else can can find it. You're like, hey, man, you know, let's let's chat, and I'll 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 give you. Everything that I know, I'll tell you, which is awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's the only way to get ahead. I, I might be holding up my own blessing because I'm not releasing this information to other right. people. Right, right, right. 
Well, that's great. And like I said, thank you. Thank you so much for, uh, for taking the time to chat, man. I really do appreciate it. I know that the listeners appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we, I'd love to have you on the show again soon, man. Absolutely. Anytime, man. Uh, I, I love doing this type of thing. And uh, it's just a blessing to me. Uh, it's refreshing. So anytime, I'm always here, brother. Cool. Cool, man. I'll, uh, I'll be talking to you soon. Yes, sir. Thank All right. Thank yep, you. Thank you. See you. And uh, I wanted to send... I want to send one shout out. I want Do to it. send one shout out. I want to big up Philly, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Yes, sir. All of my friends, all of my family, one of the best cities throughout all 50 states. One of the best states throughout all 50 states, but one of the best cities in the world, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Much love. Hey, man. That's where I'm from, too, so I love it. Yes, sir. <laughs> well cool man thanks again brian and uh yeah like i said i'll be talking to you soon man all right man take care see you brian frazier more the one and only the amazing the the uh ever humble and inspiring and he's just i talked to him about about a half hour after that um after that interview as well and just man the guy is just a wealth of knowledge and i strongly suggest that if you're looking to step up your game email him um, you know, and all the all the links are on our show notes page at drummersresource.com forward slash session thirty three. And all of his contact information is on there if you're looking to have a consultation with Brian. He is definitely full of more knowledge, even more knowledge than he shares on the on the interview. So definitely give him a or shoot him an email if uh if you definitely want to step up your game. And check us out at drummersresource.com or facebook.com forward slash drummersresource. And we're on Twitter at drummersrsource and on Instagram at drummersresource. And snap some pictures. I love seeing where people are from. So, uh, you know, wherever you're listening to this, snap a picture and tag us on Instagram. That'd be cool. So until next week, keep drumming. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be talking to you soon. Peace.